A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, before we delve into things, I just want to tell you about our Liverpool streaming service. It is Redmen Plus. Get involved over there for extra Redmen shows in video form, in podcast form. You've got documentaries, features, interviews, and a hell of a lot more besides. If you join as a club legend, you get the Discord chat, you'll get free merchandise and a host of extra bonus perks. It's like Netflix for Liverpool fans. Get over there, get involved. Otherwise, let's face it, you're going to miss out on amazing Liverpool stuff in your life. Hey everyone, Redmen podcast time. Paul Machen, Steehawk, Chris Pajak back together. Back again. Don't do that. It's so fucking weird. Um the um, <laughs> when you're not particularly when you're not troops. Um oh, well, I just want to be troops. Cultural appropriation packing in. The um Chris Pajak, Steehawk, Paul Machen, Redmen podcast. Liverpool have won a game within higher spirits than we've been for quite some time. You're mad. We're in the fucking highest of high spirits. Just had a delicious curry, scoffed army face because I forgot the show starts at one o'clock. Yeah. But I'm all for it. I've read the agenda like ten times. So <laughs> can't wait to get started. I'm just, I'm just buzzing. We won 8 0 last night. Yeah. That's what it feels like we won 8 0 last well, night. Well, yeah. If, if, I'm if, taking if, all the saves McGregor made and giving us the goals. If it them. feels like we lose every time we draw, then I'm claiming an 8 0 win when we win two. Precisely. Yeah, I like it. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, we are closing in on half a million subscribers. If you haven't clicked that subscription button, then do so right now. We're on the road to 500k. Um, I'm trying to say this as slowly as possible to give Sai time to bring it up on screen. <laughs> Fucking hell, Simon. What if they're watching it on Twitter, Paul? Well, yeah, they're fucked too. Sai still hasn't loaded the video. Well, they listen to this as a podcast. Subscribe, come over to YouTube and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel so we can get to half a million. We've got some cool stuff lined up, but we can't do that until we get to half a million because the Queen died and we didn't play games and therefore it took, it's taken us slightly longer to get there. Yeah. Than the we lost one subscriber when the Queen died, I think. <laughs> what? Uh, the Queen. That's why. We didn't make it. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, if you want, if you're on YouTube or not on YouTube, come to YouTube, click the subscribe button to uh, to the YouTube channel. I think your Jack told us to subscribe. When yeah, he yeah, yeah, when he saw it through the window. <laughs> yeah. It's a very He's the last person. The last to see it all. Apart from Liz Truss, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Liz Truss on podcast extra because she's in our bed. Um, but we won't do that because we don't want to bring politics into the YouTube content. Apparently, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. First time for everything, right? Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, also, uh, as we make a point of this, we've also got a billboard outside Anfield, and we've got a boss competition running right now, which we can get up on screen, because I've, I've prepared that. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> if it's, it's outside the cop, uh, it's on the video screen, there's a couple of other things there, so you have to wait for it to roll around, but if you tag yourself in a photo, um, 
use the hashtag RedmenRoad to 500k um, on our Twitter or Instagram, uh, and we're giving away three yearly subscriptions to Redmen Plus and two fifty pound vouchers for Redmen merch as well. I'm happy to give one extra something away for the most fu- for the funniest picture of that billboard as well. Just be creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funniest face in front of it. Do something. Yeah. I, I, I might, so, I might have already won that because I've got one when it wasn't when it flicked off ours. Oh really? So, yeah, yeah. So which I've one got, did it I've go got to? A fop mob one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it flicked a fop mob. And a, I think when I saw it, it was like it was like I think I'm sure there was a, an advert for the Tory party. It was the next one? I didn't it was, see that. Yeah, I think it was like, like, like must have turned it off while the game was on. I went down yesterday, yesterday morning to get, obviously get the foot, and it, it was like Tory um, fop mob. Red men to me, I was thinking, please don't go back to Tory again. Did. Straight after us, it was like come and work for the, it was like um, we're making more British jobs for British people. Came after after the Red Men TV um, 500k channel. But f- to be that's fair, that's our advert as well. Actually, we yeah, are yeah. yeah. The more subscribers, <laughs> the more people we can give jobs. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's in, a, in a roundabout way. Yeah. We're all we do more, far more for the fucking British economy <laughs> than the British government are at this point. Sorry, no politics in the podcast. Um, hashtag no politics in the podcast. Um, yeah, get involved. If you had the game, it's running for a few weeks, and then we've got another one going up after that. So yeah, it'll be there for the net at least the next home game as well. It's there for the next four, I think. Yeah, basically until we get to five hundred k, and then we might change it. So City's the next game, the next home game, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. the Man City game. If you're in and around Anfield, and it's it's running from now anyway, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, you can just go down there if you're around the Anfield area and do it if you want to enter the competition. So absolutely fine. Right, kick off question. Uh, we're going to be talking about Rangers. Obviously, we're going to talk Darwin Nunes. We're going to talk Trent uh, Alexander Arnold Shaw in a bit. We will talk about a couple of bit of bits in Arsenal ahead of the weekend. But kick off question comes from Kieran Orr, and this is a bit deeper, I think, than what we would normally go on these. Um, which is normally like, what would you do? Hey, uh, you know, what would you? What would horrible thing would ha- you have happen to you in order for Liverpool to win X, Y, and Z? Or people go and should we change format? Um, what's the best way to describe why football slash sport is so boss because my missus hates football hates when it's on and cannot comprehend why I go full on Marv from home alone when Fabio Carvalho bangs in a last minute winner for the Reds how can I make her understand that feeling well I think the only Finger. way to describe it is something similar <laughs> to what Steve was saying. Sorry, I think when, the... your te- when your team's got the ball, it's like four play. Sometimes it can be good four play, sometimes it can be bad four play. Mm-hmm. But when your team scores, that is like losing your load. Can women orgasm though? Yes, they, they can. You Ooh. should ask your missus. Oh, why she I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> Okay, sit down. <laughs> sit down. We'll again podcast extra to follow where we do the things that we can't say on this. Um, we'll explain. You can you can talk more about fingering to your heart's content on on podcast extra. Um, I'm gonna be fingering half for nothing. <laughs> how would uh, what do you think is a way? If you know, you know what I, I, I understand the question. If I'm keen because because my missus is the same. Like she'll watch me and she'll be like, "How can you care that much about this? Does it really matter?" And it's, yeah, it is really hard to explain. In fact, it's when you sit in a grump and move closer to the screen. And it's not, you know what it is, mate. Like, there's nothing in the world that makes me as happy as Liverpool winning footy games ever. And I think, and I think, and I think. <laughs> That she might get. I think that offends her a bit. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. Stay only got married six months ago, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you were you were on the podcast extra last week, were you? When Steve decided to pick, if you could replay one day in your, in your entire life again, Steve decided to pick a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. It is totally and utterly true. What happens on Isn't extra? It? 
Stays. Yeah, you can't even bring oh, it. You're not allowed true. to do that in here. That, 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 you've, you've broken the safe like space. Share there. Yeah, WhatsApp, share, like, look at that. You're sharing the DMs. Um, no, but really, <laughs> I well, obviously, it's the emotions. And, like, not get you, like, uh, like, like, the, like, the last minute winners pumped up for it. Like, the best way to explain it, I, I think it is, like, it's like drugs. It's an addiction. I'm addicted to football. I'm addicted to Liverpool being good. And when the crap, I, it's, I, I crave for them to be good again. Yeah. So I'm guessing it is a bit like, it's like, a, it is, it's just an addiction, mate. And I'll, it is for I'll me. I'll be honest. Sport broadly is really boring. Most sport is boring. Disagree. But yeah. it's you. But you're, ch- you're chasing you're chasing moments. So football, football is one is actually one of the more boring of sports, and that's why Americans hate it because they need more stuff going on and draws, and you get nil nils and the idea you can play out boring games in football. It's very easy to have a boring game of football. So trying to get someone in by like going, here's a show that's 90 series, you know, 125 series in, I'm going to start you now, Is a, it's, it's very dense and there's a lot of mythology and there's a lot of, un, too many, there's a lot of characters you have to learn to get into sport. So the trick is, is to get, is to buy in on big moments. So like finals, when the stakes is when sport is at its best. Like I, I, I try to teach someone to like cricket by saying, "Is a test match. Sit down for five days is a hard sell. But if you tune in for the final, you know, what the final two hours of a test match, you, you're going to get into it. Or you watch the last like handful of overs of a, of, a, of a one day or whatever. That's when it matters. And that's when you get people hooked. You're never going to, you, you, it takes a special kind of person to get hooked on a nil-nil midweek draw in a game that doesn't matter. And that's what for my for my wife, she loves tournament football she loves finals she because she likes stories and i think for people and this is not just an exclusive men women thing because it, uh, that's just not that's a bit of a nonsense but for people who need to buy into things you can buy into 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 because you can get the um, the emotion it when it matters it matters it's hard to sell someone on why a game a draw a midweek draw matters <coughs> to, it's slightly different for game. me um i think it's all to do with mo- mostly being able to play the game and from a young age you sort of indoctrinated into it you know i, I think for me obviously it's much easier as a, a six-year-old to get into footy when you start playing footy you start then t- talking about being one of those players you're celebrating goals like you are robbie fowler or anything else or ian rush who, whoever it is and then it's those situations that I think when you've played sport, you can translate to other sports. Like, I never played American football, but I can translate what I've learned playing football and tennis and doing all the other sports that makes everything else. But the jeopardy and the moments are ultimately what you're after. Yeah, it's... Um, it's endorphin chasing, I think that's what it is. Like, I will watch, like, Wimbledon, but I, I, just get on, but I don't care who wins. And I think I think that's the difference, really. Being a neutral in sport, I, it can be difficult. I... It, it can be easier. Like, I watch the NFL, and it, I, I'm, I, hands up, like, I've got a vested interest in lots of the games because I'm gambling on loads of them. But <laughs> in general, when you haven't got a side to pick and you're just watching a game, that is a bit like watching a movie or, you know, watching your TV show where you just want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, whoever wins and loses, I'm just going to walk away and I don't, I don't really care. Whereas when it's the Reds, that's a whole different matter because that is that is the... That is the endorphins, that's the drugs. Like, oh my God, that, you reference Carvalho's winner or, you know, you reference that Barcelona game. Like like I say, there are very few things in the world that can make you, that are legal, that can make you feel <laughs> like you felt at those times. I think crowds help as well. Yeah, reactions and seeing like, it. Because I, I said this to you when we were, like that final game of the season, last season, I was, I was crestfallen when we didn't win the league. 
but I actually then watched the match of the day. I forced myself to watch it so that I could see what how the afternoon actually really unfolded. And I and I'm I'm very much in the minority here, but I felt better about City winning it because I could empathise with the with the emotional roller coaster, seeing them go from devastation to elation. I don't like them, but I also don't hate them in that way. And I actually like I could put myself in their shoes and go, God, imagine how amazing that would have felt if you were down and out, and then all of a sudden you turn this round and you've won a game. That was what. That 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 the emotion is what sells is what sells me on. on it, sport. It, it, it is a hundred the emotion of it. That's why you get like I say that you talk about going full on Mar from home alone. That that's all it is. It's the pure emotion. It's being part of a community. It's knowing the backstory and all about it. That footy, that's easy. Go to the pub and watch a game, by the way. It makes a big difference. Watching it at home on a telly where it's you're just a bit of a weirdo clapping at the telly is different. Whereas if there's a gang of people clapping at the telly, we used to go and watch all the midweek games before Redmen. We'd go to the pub and, and meet up and watch the Champions League games when uh, under Benitez and with Torres up front and stuff. And it was great. Remember, us all sat around. I don't know if you had that one, but when we had one of the penalty shootouts and there was like 20 of us around the big screen all on our knees holding hands while, the, while it was a penalty shootout, it's collectivism. This, that, that that's lost. You need, you kind of need that, and it's it, it, it's good to feel part of that as well, isn't yeah. it? Like you know, that's why I mean? that foot. And we learned this when that that behind closed doors nonsense season. I agree. It's it's the community thing of football as well. I think that's very different to a lot of sports. I get you actually get this in the NFL, which might be a reason why I'm a big NFL fan as well. It's like the almost the tribalism of it as well. It, I think it all plays into it, but. Yeah, I can understand for someone who doesn't get it, it must look really odd. But that, I think that's the difference between a Liverpool fan and a, and a fan of other teams and other sports, right? Because I'll give you an example in the NFL. They've all got these caps, this, and they've always had caps, right? But oh, this season, they've got the team name and they've got AFC or NFC, and it's just a one-size-fits-all cap that they've thrown different teams' badge in and put NFC or AFC, the two leagues of the NFL, in. That, for me... It really pisses me off. I like the uniqueness of a fan base, and and like I went to the Raiders game the other week, and they're selling these big fat fucking chains with a, a Raiders badge on, and then I'm watching the crowd, and everyone has got a big fat chain with their badge on, and I'm like. Oh, this is actually really... I don't like this at all. I've never seen this side of it because I've never been to a game in America before. I've noticed the caps. It's never, but they've all got... The, it's, just a, it's just a fucking template. It's why people get pissed off with kit templates. You want your team to be unique. Yeah. And I think Liverpool is probably the most unique of all the clubs in England, certainly. Maybe even Europe in some ways. And that's, that's something that can draw you in even more I think the uniqueness of a fan base in a side yeah someone actually points out I think Patrick Westmore is one of our uh, members here on YouTube saying that's why watch along is important yeah it gives you that little I mean again in where where you're just locked in a room watching it have feeling like I, I've never really understood the watch along thing until we were in lockdown and you realised it was a good way to like feel a slightly deeper connection with the people who were all in the little Wait, I, I did a fucking Zoom gig with Aubrey, like me and Aubrey zoomed into each other and we zoomed into a gig and it was fucking boss. It was just like a, a belter Friday night because we hadn't experienced anything like that before. It was mad like. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I can totally get it. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Um, I hope that's been helpful to you, Kieran, or anyone who's looking to indoctrinate any other family members into their uh, uh, sick obsessions. Um, yeah, right. We've got a very, very short break. We're going to be talking Rangers. We're going to be talking the front four, Darwin Nunes et al. Um, but yeah, we will return after this. 
Hey, you! Do you like amazing signed Liverpool gear to put on your wall and make yourself look really cool? Uh, then we've got you covered. If you join Redmen Plus as a club legend subscriber, we've got an amazing competition prize this month. It is a signed Liverpool home 2013-14 shirt, vintage, signed by Liverpool fullback Glenn Johnson. Yes, every month we have incredible signed prizes and other amazing things to give away to our club legend subscribers. They also get access to our Discord. They get uh, first access to Redmen Live show tickets. They get free merchandise and a whole host of extra bonus perks, as well as the incredible content we deliver on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So head over to redmenplus.com. Either join as a club legend, or if you're a club captain, upgrade your subscription to be automatically entered into the draw for that incredible signed Liverpool shirt. Yeah, get involved. If you want to be in the pot for incredible competition prizes each and every month, join as a club legend over on redmenplus.com. Get your name in the hat. And uh, yeah, very, very good stuff each and every month. Um, right, let's talk about the front four. Um, Rangers, we won. We're happy. Life just feels better. The, the spring in the step. Of every single person who's entered this building today, um, even if I mean the Toffee Boys won at the weekend, so even they're in decent spirits as well. It's been a feels like a cloud's been lifted. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm made up more over than anything else. But Chris, when we saw the team come out, it was a bit like, oh right, okay, cool. And there was a lot of speculation: four two three one, four two four, four four two. Klopp's adamant that it was four four two. Bullshit. So um, it was Trent. So it was Trent. Bullshit. Um, it was four two four. It was four two four. I've got photographs on my phone proving it. Like so many of them, where I've just gone ding 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 from the first fifteen minutes of the game. Like the average um, positions, though. Again, I, 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 I don't care about it. I that care about like, four, what two, was three, there. Like no, it was four two four. It was it was full on four two four. Now they utilised Jotter in a way that he was coming back to the ball, but his starting position was not where you would expect the number 10 is starting position was where a number nine was. Like where I was sat is halfway line, you know, your dad's seats, halfway line, Kenny, upper Kenny. You can't get a better view of the game anywhere in the ground because you can be the same height up, but you're further away from the pitch in the main stand. It's the, it is literally the best for looking at that stuff. Like it was a brilliant performance and so out of character, I think for Klopp to go to that 44, which says how pissed off he's been. Now he might not be showing that in the media and I think that's right. He's showing that he's putting his arm around the players and all that. But that formation and the fact that he basically went, fuck it, go and score some goals and keep it fucking tight at the back. The way that we defended, the way that we worked hard, Trent ran more than any other player on the pitch. That hasn't been mentioned at any other point this season. That is Klopp. Was re- I think he was really angry about yeah. the performances that so far this season and rightfully so. He hates playing two up top. He just does. And because you remember him going back to Sturridge and Origi and being like, well, if they, you know what? If they want to score loads of goals, then I'll, I'll kind of have no choice. But it was never. It was. All, it's always been a break glass. Like it's not the first time we played forty-four. We've done it a, a number of times over the years. But to actually start a game that way, to be that bold, my fear, Steve, was that you take a man out of midfield, and whenever we've done forty-four previously, you four lads are all up there, 
and the ball's at the other end and we find no way of linking it all together. But I actually thought the ball stuck really well. I thought the fluidity in the front four was great. It was something I about in the final word. Salah comes in and plays is like the right of the midfield three at times and then Diaz does it on the other side depending on, on game state. So everyone had to go up front, everyone had to go on the right, everyone had to go on the left, everyone had to go on the 10 and everyone bailed back in when they needed to. It felt it, it added to a, a collectivism as a word I used earlier but that's what it felt like. It felt like a team was bought into what they were doing. Yeah, and the only had one training session on it as well, so it was very much a, a little bit of vibes as well, playing on playing on instinct a little bit, which helps. Um, I think, oddly enough, you mentioned about going score for close of goals. I actually think it was more a case of def- about being able to defend more solid, because what you're saying is we do not need our full backs to be the ones doing everything for us here. So again, for the first time ever, if you again average position is a bit of a depends what you think of it. Trent's average position was in Liverpool's half. That's never happened this season. It just hasn't. He didn't have to go all the time. He could still run the game from right back, and often he did. You know, I referenced that pass he plays to Diaz. Well, I know he was offside, but it was like out of this world. Obviously, the free kick and stuff. But Trent didn't have to go up and down that thing. Costas was actually one more doing a bit of that. So I think although it was a, a case of like getting, the, if you get the four lads at the attack, that the goals and the creativity is up to them. We'll be a little bit more solid at the back, like you say, and and I think that proved because there was one time they got behind Trent Alexander Arnold. It was like in the eighty seventh minute, and funny enough, it was after we'd gone to back to a four three three. Not once in that four four two four formation with with the in behind our full backs just didn't happen because the space wasn't there for them. I think it was more Jurgen, and he, I think he referenced his post game saying like. We, we had to defend better as a group and he's made it easier for them in that regard to say you don't have to worry about chasing space because we're not going to give them any Because and I'm guessing you know Gio Van Bronckhorst and Rangers all week would have been training because everyone does find the space behind the full backs find the space behind the full backs oh can't wait for this all this space that's going to be behind Trent and Trent in his face at all did he like yeah. no, no, the one time he did have, actually was it was it first half they attacked the cop? It was, wasn't he got it? Fouled. And he got fouled. That was the only time, really. And then I think there was something else just in front of the box, but nothing to do with. One when he played a ball, he gets in and he plays that ball toward the back yes, post. That's it, it the one, yeah. Doesn't it anyone? Yeah. But I thought what was interesting about it was I think we've been trying to engineer it to be four to four in game, which is the idea of putting Harvey Elliott in the midfield as a guy who goes up and people saying, well, he's not he's not doing the covering work, so we're not asking the right midfielder to do that come in and do the day to work behind Trent anymore. But there's something about the psychological thing of telling your opponent that you're putting four forwards on makes them go, ah, shit. Whereas if you go... Well, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be for a front. By the time we get up and running, well, nah, it's all right. We'll just, we'll just play our game and not worry about it. That psychological threat of oh shit, we've really got to think about how we, how we defend these lads. You know, we've been gearing it towards. It just felt a little bit like a. We're just gonna be more overt about this. We're just gonna tell everyone. Everyone's being like, no, they play four three three, and this is what they're gonna do. We just go, no, we're playing, we're playing this de- fucking deal. With but it was basically. the way that they, it was the way that they were. You know, fluid was mentioned low. Over you, know, you mentioned it before. I've heard it loads over the last sort of 12, 15 hours or whatever. That's they played with a freedom and a fluidity that you looks like it's been trained. To be quite honest with you, the way the Jota was coming back into space, like normally how we build up. You know, everyone knows how we build up from the back, but the, the way we were building up yesterday was Alison Becker to Trent Alexander Arnold. Jota would run off a centre half, the ball would get played into him, and we'd be gone. And and it was that simple. It was two passes, and we were out. That's not normally how easy it is for us. But and this, you know, brings us on to the second part of of the of the agenda on this. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. 
But I also feel that it was partly to do with the fact that they had five at the back and Liverpool knew they were going to play five at the back. 100%. Yep. I, it, what it effectively did, it made your midfield battle. Jordan Henderson, Thiago against Stephen Davis and John Lundstrom and you fancy your chances every single yes. time. You know, hey, you don't, you, you, if, it was, if that was two against three you, and outnumbered, Rangers didn't react. I think Van Bronckhorst could have reacted earlier and switched away from that back five because all that was happening was their full-backs were pinned back by our four our wingers and then they were trying to play through the middle and see and Henderson I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Both with, and Thiago, with all due respect, like Steve Davis and John Lundstrom are in the Premier League because they weren't they weren't cut out for it. Really. Yeah. That, that's why and they, the two they, of them with space, like they're used to playing with six bodies in the middle of the park. There was four bodies in the middle of the park. Thiago and Hendo and Space Man, it's too easy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in doing so as well, because that 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 they're right. We we cleared up a bit of traffic from the middle of the park by having put one less body in ourselves, which actually freed up passing lanes to get the ball forward to yeah. the to the to the to the forward guys. And one thing I said about Trent as well is when you've got you've got you we actually went back to having someone a bit more alongside them, so he doesn't have to play the hero ball every single time it comes to him. He's been so isolated this season, so and he doesn't want you know this whole first pass forward thing that we've all now read you know in, in Pep's book and all that that gets in your head I think negatively sometimes particularly for Trent who's, who's, who's constantly trying to make something magic happen well if you can make the magic happen great but if not well you know Endo's just there's most five, five, five ten yards yeah. inside you know, also you've got it's easier to hit Salah because you can actually keep that width you've got two guys who you can hit in the middle if you if you want to just play that more direct ball the whole thing again again space is the right is the right thing we just withdrew from all the areas that people would have expected us to be and then played into those areas as opposed to everything you know being it was quite strange wasn't up. it because they had five defenders and we had four attackers and yet but there was a lot of space there was a lot of space there because it was Salah doing the thing that Salah does, where he, he he's very wide. But because we had Nunes and Jota, they couldn't double up on him. It was hard for them to do that because they didn't have a winger per se to get get back. So it, they could, and the centre half was reluctant to go over because he, he had he had Darwin or he had Jota. And both him and Diaz, when they do that cut inside on their foot thing, because you've got two guys in the middle occupying people, it's harder for them to free someone up to. There should have been an extra body though, that, and that's where I think Rangers fucked up because there should have always been two because there's a, they have a one man more, but it just <coughs> didn't work out like that on the night. You're no, absolutely was, right. Connor Goldstone was good for them in defence, but the others I thought str- another lad that gives the penalty away and he did struggle a little. But I agree. I don't. I just don't think they were. They didn't get right. They they didn't read Pepper Linders' book. Like they, they from even stay from the kickoff guys or Rangers hit a long. He lined everyone up on the on their right. And hit a long ball towards Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, that and I was stupid. I, was I like, turned around to your dad and was like, no one kicks the ball at Virgil van Dijk. I was like, have, have these not watched us? Like, everyone hits it over there. Where Trent, have these not done any homework? They didn't react at all. I, I think, and I don't, I don't want to steal your agenda too much, but like, you know, what's the likelihood we see this going forward again? I don't think you can do that, even against a lot of Premier League teams, that would be, that would be hard to do. Especially, you, the midfield battle will be a tough one. But against teams like, with all due respect, like who are that as the quality that Rangers have, then and I, more I, I think over, it's more there for you. Tactical flexibility, I think we lost last season big time. I think you look at our successful seasons; we've had two or three formations in in, in our locker that we've we've gone to predominantly four three three. But we go away to West Ham and play four two 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 three seasons ago. I think it's eighteen nineteen. Remember the orange kit and like Oxley Chamberlain plays in the mid uh, the right of the mid. Got in storage and he played up top, or is that even I, earlier? I think that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that that's different. That was but, the first day, that game we played at the West Ham Stadium. Actually, but we did it, it when you've got like um, 
Shakiri available to you and all that. You know, we've done forty-three-one, bringing a Rigi in, and just it's now it's it's forty-four, but it's 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 forty-three-one. Having that there, you want you need to do it a couple more times. You need to get up to speed with it. And I agree. I, I I'm not sure there's a well where you go to the Emirates and 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 empty the midfield. But the thing that it did do for us is it did solidify us defensively. And if that's what we're looking to achieve, then I think you're playing more into we can we can nick one. Yeah. Up front. Ta- because you- the way that Liverpool worked it last night, you know, I've been saying to you guys for absolutely ages now, it's not the midfield's job to cover Trent. Well, last night it was the midfield job to cover Trent Alexander Arnold. It was Jordan Henderson getting in behind and you know, numerous times your dad turned around and Elwin go, he's done it again. And then on the other side, flip reverse, Thiago's doing exactly the same. But what it did do is that it put Matip and Van Dijk closer together yeah. and it stopped that ball through the middle of us. Yeah. Now, that's what Arsenal will be looking to try and do to us. So if you want to stop that ball, is this a way to do that? Yeah. Does the mid- does the, do the strikers need to be as advanced? Do we maybe need to drop Jota's start and position slightly deeper? So it's not quite a 4-2-4, but the makeup of the back line, I think, worked really well. I wouldn't be surprised to see that section of the formation against Arsenal. I think you could do it, but just swap Jota out for Bobby. And it's kind of it's it's kind of falling between two fences. He's not a or, striker, but he's not a midfielder. Or you drop Nunes out and Jota becomes the yeah yeah. The, but either way, you've got harder working. Yeah, Bobby Bobby becomes players. more of a ten than a second striker or a midfielder. He kind of floats because he can go and stand on Thomas Partey or or, or Grant Jacker, whoever whatever they do in there. But I'm with you. One thing I noticed as well is that. Because it was two in midfield, their spacing was excellent. They didn't like again. One of the things that has happened previously is that we've been dragged everywhere, and and that's been really hard because it's been up to the midfielders and Trent Jürgen referenced this as well to go and lead the press. We have four lads up front. They did the press. The press started with all four. I thought we pressed so much yeah. better. Um, so when they went, everyone else. There was a couple of times in the first half, very on the left, where Matip goes straight on the press and wins it in their final third. Then Van Dijk does the same a bit later because we pen them back in. Yeah. We we haven't been pressing. We haven't been a good pressing team at all this season. It's been it's been ones and twos rather than fives and sixes. And there was more to the, the thing as well, where it's not planned, it's not organised, it's not felt like that all season long, but it, but, but what it did was it, took, it put the onus on the lads who were good at passing the ball, and, and, it, and it also put the onus on the lads who were naturally attackingly gifted to do the things they're good at, so Trent just passed the ball mate, don't feel like you need to go and make a barnstorm and run as an inverted wing, you know, fullback into the number nine position. No, stick in the areas where you're good, you're good with the ball, Thiago same, Henderson the same, and then like you look like we had space and as I mentioned this on Darwin Nunes Nunes now the signing makes perfect sense to me and not because I think we're going to play four up front every week but because he's he is cumbersome and if you need him to knit things together he's going to look shit because he's not that he's not that good a complete footballer but if you've just got him around the box sitting on the shoulder how all of a sudden we found space behind them when they were parked on the edge of the 18-yard box because Darwin Nunes has got great game intelligence when it comes to forward running. And then all of a sudden, Salah's got runners in front of him and he can pick players out. And Jota can do and Jota can make them run and Diaz can make them do. And we just... It's like good passers don't need to know where people are going to be. They And they don't know where to run. Make your runs and I'll find you. And, and also, and also there's more options. Yes. So if, and as, as Salah had this lot, and it's, he nearly scores because of it. I think McGregor makes a really good save is that he's cutting in from that from that right-hand side and usually he's got one centre-forward to pass it to or a shot or 
he's looking to go switch it to Luis Diaz, and I don't think he really wants to ever do that, Mo Salah. This time, as he's running inside for that one, you'll see there's two strikers, and there's the pass, and there's the edge of the box pass, and before you know it, there's only one man closing Mo Salah, and all the best. Yeah. No one in the world stopping Mo Salah, really, in that situation. So, it, you mentioned before, they had the back five, but they were so preoccupied with everything else going on. That's where the space came from, which is, again, crazy to say, because they had the back five, and... Rangers, they with Barisic and Tavernier, have watched a fair bit of them this season, especially last season. They like to go really, really. That's it again. Talk about attacking outlets. Could they have played me. They, well, they, they couldn't. No, not until the eighty-eighth minute. Well, of course they couldn't. There was no way they could because if they went, they're leaving Luis Diaz one-on-one with a, a, a right-sided centre. And the one time that happened, he gives a fucking penalty away. Yeah. So they could, they couldn't afford to do it. And again, because Tavernier was so pinned back. Costas at the freedom of Anfield on that left hand side all game. It was it was all there. It was crazy to think, like I say, with about with that much space. Costas was in acres of it, and I think that was the key for me is that it penned Rangers back. So Thiago and Henderson had a little bit more time on the ball. They were up against lads who were well better than the full. But it made sense against a weaker opposition. Whether you could do that against Arsenal, are currently the best team in the league, as, as I say, can you do that? Can you go and impose your will? Are you brave enough to do it? We'll find out on Sunday. Best thing about us at the weekend was the fact that we ch- we're really good at challenging teams horizontally. We challenged them horizontally and vertically. Sorry, not at the weekend last night. Say, yeah, yeah, last night. We yeah. challenged them both horizontally and vertically, and that's something that Rangers could not deal with because we had the switches, we had the wide space, but we also had Nunes runs in behind. And when we're at our absolute best, we, we do alternating runs. One will come deep, one will go long. Nunes and Jota were doing that all game. Nunes might just get a ball, flick it around the corner, and and Nunes, uh, sorry, Jota might come deep, flick the ball to Mo, and Mo will play the ball yeah. because the other striker's gone forwards. Like time and time again, Nunes. I've, I've got notes from the game last night when, when whenever it breaks down in play, and it, what's quite interesting is to read it a bit like the way you've done the books over the years. You see the fucking how annoyed I am at the start, and I'm like, oof about Nunes, like, can't control the ball, really not a good passer, and then as the, as you read through me notes, it's like, another great run, wow, another run, another run, another run, always hits the target, or always seems to try and hit the target, like, when you put him in the penalty area, he, he, he knows how to hit the target, he's going to work, goalkeepers, and he's making the right decisions, I think, when he's hitting the byline, yeah, yeah not always the perfect pass, but instead of going for a shot from a tight angle, he is trying to play that percentage ball to the penalty spot and stuff like that. He is a fucking danger in the final third. He, again, the, we were talking <coughs> about the final third. Yeah, well, we had Abby, Abby Rudkin on. She was saying that she left us a fella behind her, like, cussing and spitting about her, like, oh, Nunez, he's not good enough, and blah, 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 I blah. I had one cut your hair shot last night. <laughs> Course. Which which is always yeah it's the old it's, it's, it's yeah, always gonna happen it's the old old Lucas Lever the vibes that um, but also about Costas yeah definitely definitely even Klopp said that too the other day didn't he um, but the the thing about it for me is I'm not if you if you're expecting him to be Erling Haaland then you're going to be disappointed because nobody's Erling Haaland <coughs> and I know we've we've hyped ourselves up and we had a good old laugh in the Community Shield and all that kind of stuff but look. The only, the only thing that's going to stop Erling Haaland from scoring a Brazilian goals this season is an, is an injury. Yeah. That's I the think only all, thing that's going I to think stop him. To, 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 to showcase how we all felt about Haaland, I think every one of us would have preferred Haaland over Mbappe when the Mbappe talk was going yeah. on a year and a half, two years ago. I think every one of us said we'd rather have Haaland than Mbappe. But the thing for Nunes is this. It, it's it's about what he does as a, as a number nine and its movements. And I saw enough there to go... I can see, I can see how he's going to score goals for Liverpool. Whereas when you're playing him centre of a three and the ball's 
you know, he's, he's awkwardly controlling it and we're about fast, fluid movements and every touch has got to be perfect. This intricate brand of football, he's going to struggle if we have, if we ask him to do that. Whereas if he's got people around him and he's a physical presence and he's just picking his time and his moments, those shots will go in. Like there's, there's the two that I mentioned in the final word, there's the one where it comes over his shoulder and he's peeled off to the left. And he brings it down into Hendo's his path. Ball, that one was it? It might be, yeah. And and he, but he takes it right footed, which is a yeah, little Hendo's body position. That's, that's the one. He, that's the one I think he should have scored. The others are snapshots. And the other one is where he comes through again into that sort of left of centre, and he strikes it left footed, and it's a bit down the keeper's throat. Jota played that ball, but it's brilliant. But the brilliant both, run for that one. Both of them are great runs. They're actually great control as well. So he's not like he's not he's not donkey. It's just that. He's not a neat and tidy. No, he's not. He's a bit ball. of a bundler as a dribbler. Yeah. Like his first touch and get, he doesn't quite get the ball out from under his feet quick enough. I don't think. But he's not good with his back to goal. It like... But he strikes it. Yeah, and he knows exactly where the fucking goal is. He's a it's bit... his run, mate. It's the yeah. timing of his run and the, and the angles that he takes. That's what's going to free him up he's over a bit, and over. He's a bit. Lukaku-ish for me and what Lukaku is not what people think Lukaku is everyone thinks he's this target man he'll bring no. people in he's not he just he's a he's like Torres or Owen Vardy but in a but, but in a six foot three you know, eight stone, yeah, you know, kind of, kind, kind of body. You're right. He's not like he's not gonna bring. He's not gonna be brilliant at bringing people in. I think he's not too bad at that. Actually, to be fair, he was doing a lot of the right things. And Klopp referenced the one where he cut it back to the edge, and it. it Klopp said two guys <laughs> made the run to the to the goal line. Whereas if they'd known it, one of them would have just sat off and. Jota and Diaz went, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's right. a rough time. It's what he is. I think he's. You go back to the Haaland thing because everyone's going to compare them now. Man City bought the Ferrari and we bought the kick car that can make you a Ferrari when you get there. We've got to put it all together. The pieces are all there for him. There's some things he needs to get better at. Like, I think he should have scored the one when he controls it. I think Haaland scored. Again, I don't want to compare the, the diff- Yeah, you're right. But he's, he's doing the right things yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He's taking a shot early. Yeah. And, and that, that for me is... You'll just the next one will just go in. Let's not take anything away from the goalkeeper, by the way. Yeah, yeah he was fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Jota's outrageous. But yeah, but in the Nunes stuff, like, like Vardy again. Vardy takes a shot there. Top strikers get a whiff of goal and bag them and bang them. Yeah. I, you watch Torres's goals back, and I am astounded. We don't own a Fernando Torres, and we haven't owned one since Fernando Torres. How many goals where he's 25 yards out? He's outside the box and he just arrows it into the bottom corner. Like, Fowler could do that. And Owen had a little bit. Harry Kane really does that. Well. Shearer did that. He just take them by surprise. Exactly. Nunes looks <coughs> like he'll be he'll be that. Salah's really, nobody really that. And so when you watch Torres' goal, I haven't seen anyone score Torres like goals since Torres. It was quite refreshing watching his stuff back. And I guess Suarez had different types of goals as well, and a little bit of that. He feels to me like he might I can see him doing that, uh, which would be absolutely amazing for us, let's be perfectly honest. But it was good. It was it, it, I, I put a tweet out and then I, I saw Klopp's post-match press conference and both had that thing of like, I think we, I think we all needed that. I think everyone, I think the players needed that. I think the fans needed that. I think the coaches needed that. So just, it felt Chris like a Liverpool performance. It was a different. It was different to how we've gone about it in some in some regards where people are on the pitch. But that was the first time almost, almost all season, with the exception of maybe Bournemouth, which I think was just. 
we just managed the, we managed the game really really well second half we didn't put ourselves about too much the lads knew that they've had two games this week for the most part all of them the lads probably know that they're going to be playing Arsenal for the most part again they were managing expectations second half yes we wanted three four and five they didn't really try and do that they just tried to kill the game the substitutes I don't think worked particularly well I think Bobby for me will be slightly disappointed I thought he was that, really good when he came in that um they found a formation where he can score and now they've changed it <laughs> and he's back to being the assist king. But did you notice one moment in that way? Because he looks so sharp when he came on. He, he knitted it together deep and then the ball goes out wide and all of a sudden when the ball gets ready to come to the, he's box, in the box, he's in the, he's in the yeah, number yeah, nine yeah, yeah. again, which I think is, was a really really encouraging thing. He was the bright spark of the subs. Oh, really. I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm yeah. saying he'll be disappointed because they yeah. changed the formation yeah. on him. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that that's going to be difficult for him because I don't think it, it. I don't think it'll be his job necessarily to get on the end of things. I think I saw people talking about James Milner and coming on and losing control of the game. There was about 88 and 89 minutes where we lost control of the game and it was two 0 uh, Allison makes a massive save. Costas hits the ball over the bar, doesn't he? With an unbelievable um, clearance, but the, one of the best things about it was Klopp, Klopp was able to manage that game and able to give Trent Alexander-Arnold a standing ovation and let the entire crowd sing his name, which we've not been in a position to do for a long time. That is great man management. I don't know yeah. whether you spoke about that in the final word or Absolutely. whatever. Like. It was huge, and it was everything was the perfect storm for Trent. I described it as, you know, you're you're there. It was the it was the greatest pedestal you could be put on for that moment. All the spotlights on him. You know, it's BT. I mean, like, that. The, cover, the BT coverage of it was so big. They had like a separate presenter table down the down the Rangers end with with like Kenny Miller on and a, and a, a Scottish presenter as well. So they were giving it, pro, you know, they doubled up on the amount of people they have because that they made it a big deal. Everyone would have watched that game. Everyone neutrals would have paid attention to that game last night, and everyone's aware of this thing with Trent. And then here you go, Gareth Southgate, Weld, all your all your critics. That's a thing, you know. Defensive, we can talk about his defensive things in a different world. Show, show me your other, show me your right backs who are going to go up and, and score. You know, show me as well. It showed me that if you ask him to just be a right back, he's brilliant at it. He, just, he was more of a right back, normal, like what you'd say is a normal right back, just one who's an absolute wizard with the ball at his feet. But he wasn't asked to do a million different things. He's fine. He can absolutely do that job. What a couple of times he tried to run him one on one, didn't get no joy out of it. I think, I think. It was more back to basics on a yeah, lot of, yeah, for a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. Back really to was. basics for Thiago, for yeah. Hendo, for, for Trent. For Van Dijk. For the centre-halves. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, and that, Trent's it. got the hardest job in world football normally. He plays two positions at once. No no one else in world football plays two positions at once. When you explain it like that to them, people probably gain a bit of understanding about how hard it actually is. He plays your fucking right-winger, creative, Kevin De Bruyne-style role, and he plays right-back at the same time in the yeah. same fucking 90 minutes. He didn't have to do that last night. in shock. He looked really good. I think it was... It was on the we did the um, debate show this week and someone pointed that out. I think, I think it was Sam was talking about um, Kevin De Bruyne and everyone goes, You line up formations, you know, City play four three three, same as Liverpool. Kevin De Bruyne plays a free role for Man City because they let him go whenever they want. He's and the overload look, man at all times, isn't he? Yeah, and you look at his touch maps and it's literally he plays in the opposition half. And he'll drop a little bit deep every now and again, but there's no it's 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 fractionally more right side than it is left side. But he covers every he covers everywhere. He'll go wherever he needs to go because you afford someone who's that good the ability to do that. And Liverpool don't with Trent. Liverpool go. No, we want you to get high and wide on the right hand side. Oh, and also come for the last stitch tackling and clear stuff off the line at the same time. It's into, and he hasn't got Kyle Walker's pace because if he had Kyle Walker's pace, he would be 
like he'd be something else. He'd be he'd be a Harland like freak of nature if he had that level of recovery pace as well. But he doesn't need it because he's he's absolutely magic. But I, I love that. I love that about, about that. It's just like that's fine. Just go and do just go and do some simple stuff. We said this. You got every one of those lads who we kept back. So there's seven lads, including the goalie, are all playmakers in their mm-hmm. own way. They all can just they can all pick a pass out. They can all carry the ball. They've all got a little bit of you know a little bit of extra about them to normal players. And we just went right, cool, sit in, do some defending, and then kick it to one of the one of the four lads and let them sort the other shit out. I think it's also fun. I think the, the strikers probably found it a little bit easier without just a random Trent popping up in the middle of play. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you know when he pops up on the edge of the area, you're, you're like, where the fucking hell have you come from? You're yeah. bringing a man with you, or it's clogging space and stuff. And the lads just went about the business. Well, let the lads who were, who were good in the final. Final third, being the final yeah, third, yeah, yeah. as opposed to asking the, the right back to also play centre forward as well as right mid, right wing, and fucking creative. Like play the on. play that we we had for the for the free kick that Trent scores down that left hand side was it Costas, Diaz, maybe Thiago or Jota? What it was three of them four? I think that was brilliant football, and he's pulled down and we score from that football was absolutely. So terrific. I just got, well, it, it, that was Nunes being a Nunes. Was wasn't it? Nunes? Well, it gets played into him. I just and it was Ben Davis, wasn't it? Just wiped go through the back of him because he was. Yeah, Liverpool had picked him apart. Basically, we started uh, to, to round up. Obviously, we started so much better. Uh, again, we didn't, didn't concede. Well, four minutes, yeah. Well, not even fantastic. That, but we didn't even get him a kick, and that's that's the thing is that that was really important. We it's, it's cliche, but like when when confidence is low, the last thing you want to do is give the other team. And we did we did that we we against Brighton we conceded there we conceded well, literally everything. That's why the uh, and it's not the start of the game, but the Shimakas clearance is huge. And one of the points the I made clean sheet is to say. It's we will never talk about that again once we get out of this week. But that to to be able to just go clean sheet, we kept the shutdown. Everyone's talking about the formation and the attacking players, and not I I I'm not sure how we would have coped if that if that goes in. Certainly, we would have walked out the ground going, oh, it was all right, but is that should really be beaten by more than... problems, etc., etc. No, brilliant stuff. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Uh, right, we've got a new partnership um, on the podcasts. Um, it is Who Knows Wins, who if you've been with us uh, will remember them from, from last season as well. Um, it is the app this week. We've got to pick 10 league where you basically there's 10 fixtures and you'll have to choose who wins, uh, whether it's going to be a draw or whether it's going to be a draw. Really, really simple stuff. Um, Steve, would you care to talk us through all of it? Yeah, the so whole thing? basically, right last year when everyone was playing through the app and who knows when, what they've done this year, they've gone specific. They love us and we love them. So it's we've got our own version, redmen.whoknowswins.com. So yeah, it's our graphics on it. It's got all yeah, there we go, bring it on the screen for us now. See, got all our colours on it, all that kind of stuff as well. So it's our own version of it. So basically, you play, as you play, you're playing against other Liverpool fans and getting involved with that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, it's our own version. So I think who knows wins must have been happy with us last year because mm. uh, they've, they've boxed us off. It's a good game though. It's fun. It's dead easy to play as well. You know what I mean? And you can you can literally guess and win. Yeah, which well, I like. I got a lot of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the best thing about the best thing really is that you don't have to get them all right to win. Because yeah. when that never happens, like it's hard to get, get that. You can't do. I think that. I got eight once, maybe. I think someone got a nine, <laughs> didn't they? Slightly. Someone got. A, I think three people got a nine one week. Yeah, this is the thing. You know, you you guys do. Hackers and I've done that kind of thing, and ultimately, if one one people always talk about it, one lets you down. It's a last minute equaliser or whatever, or someone not getting over the line, and it that does it all in. Was you right? You know, you can you can win on sixes and sevens, and you can get yourself into the prize pool by doing that. So yeah, it is, it is good fun. Make sure, by the way, eighteen plus, and obviously be gamble aware if you've got any issues with any of those kind of things, and don't get involved with this stuff. But if you want something that kind of ads around it and you can play alongside and you can play alongside us as well then do get involved if you're on YouTube the, the QR code will be on screen so you can just scan that the link will be in the description underneath um, but yeah you can uh, you can go to the web address as well yeah a couple of things so obviously we're playing and last year we had the hope that we had the office wide tournament where the loser wore the hat yeah. we'll go back to it again but it's just us three this time it's, it's, it's here somewhere yeah. it was around there somewhere it's, it's, over. it's over there it's over there yeah yeah. 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 pride of place behind, behind the telly and a microphone because why wouldn't it be it's up there with the dunces bib, which, <laughs> yeah. which Tom hid because he kept making mistakes and we kept making him wear it and then, to bring that back baby I, I spoke to who knows wins this morning basically what they've said it's is, bad morale management apparently I got told nah, carry on put the hat on us instead one of the um, the cool things is this week because it's obviously to launch our new version of the game if anyone plays the game, a fair play if you do, like I say, like Paul mentioned, Gamble Award, 18 plus, all that stuff as well. If you play in the pick 10 this week, send a screenshot of your pick on Twitter to us at the Redmen TV and at Who Knows Wins. If you do that, they're going to give away to one of these people a PlayStation. With FIFA 23. With FIFA 23. A PlayStation 1. PlayStation 5. 5! Yeah, the unicorn of PlayStations, <laughs> the rocking horse shit of PlayStations. <laughs> yeah. A PS5 of FIFA for someone, and then three copies of FIFA for three others as well. So yeah, if you, three if you copies play, for three others. Yeah, okay, there was a lot of Fs in that, wasn't there? Oh, well, so the, I, I tried to say it right. <laughs> <laughs> I do say three with a foot. Right, that's yeah. blame me. I, I need to be my daughter's phonics. Yeah, doing phonics with your kids is good for. I, I just said phonics with a foot. So again, I'm, f- I'm fucked <laughs> with lots of fibs. But yeah, like with I say, it's. it's it's redmen.whoknowswins.com rather than going to the app, go to that version because, like I say, let us know that we sent you and, like I say, be playing against us. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, very, very quickly, the first one was Bournemouth versus Leicester. Oh, yeah, do you want to just quickly whiz through the ten? Yeah, yeah, ten Bournemouth, pictures. Leicester, Chelsea, Wolves, City, Southampton, Newcastle, Brentford, Stoke, Sheffield United, Milan v Juve, Dortmund v Bayern, and Brighton v Spurs, 
Sevilla v Athletic Club as well. Oh, there's another one. Getafe versus Real Madrid. So we'll stop the games. In the name. What I like about it, right, is I learn a little bit about the other leagues every time I do this. Yeah. So you we went to me Athletic Club a good eye. How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> I looked at the league table. <laughs> and like I'm really, really quite surprised with just how good Napoli are <coughs> as well. Shouldn't be considering you know the whooping everybody in our, our Champions League group. But uh, yeah, very, very, very surprised at Athletic Club and where they were in the league, like seven wins or something. Who was, was the best last year? Do you remember on this? Of us, was it me? Yeah, let's just say it was me, and I've done okay. It was definitely, um, yes, you were in the description, yeah, or the QR code. Come and play with us, it makes us look boss as well when you come and play through our link. So, yeah, if you see it, who knows who wins elsewhere, don't play, but don't play through them, play through ours. Um, but yeah, we'll be going through. Um, we have done our picks, uh, which we can quickly, uh, we can quickly whiz through. Um, yeah, I have got wait, that's. Oh, I see. Sorry, I've just worked out how that graphic works. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've, I've picked a lot of draws there. Um, um, <laughs> I got Leicester to beat Bournemouth, Chelsea to beat Wolves, City to beat Southampton, Newcastle to beat Brentford, Spurs to beat Brighton. A draw between Stoke and Sheffield United because no idea. AC Milan to beat uh, Juve, Bayern to beat Dortmund, Sevilla to beat Athletic, Bilbao, and Real Madrid to beat Getafe. Um, Chris and Steve have also gone through their picks as well. Um, really simple, really, really simple stuff. We'll be finding out how everyone's got on. Um, no draws for me. Fucking no fence sitting allowed there. Look at that. Oh, wow. wow. A lot of away wins as well. I think I might have fucked that up. Yeah, you've <laughs> made a huge mistake there. Huge now, mistake. Sheffield United, um, I think in the league table terms, miles better than Stoke. Yeah, but can they do it on a wet windy Saturday at Stoke? Is it you don't have it on a Saturday. It's fine on Saturdays. It's just Tuesdays. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Let's chat more about the Reds then. A couple of things. Um, Obviously, once again, the countdown to the game, we saw the murals around Anfield being targeted for, for graffiti and what have you. Uh, a, li- a little bit less sort of <laughs> like a bunch of lads going out with spray cans this time. It just looked like someone had got really annoyed painting their house uh, and gone out to take out of their frustration by chucking emulsion on walls. Um, I The thing that gets lost in this, Chris, is... I get it. They're, they're, they're becoming more iconically associated with Liverpool. And like and obviously because of things like CCTV, you're probably not gonna go up to Anfield and throw a bucket of paint on the on the wall because let's be honest, you're probably gonna get you're probably gonna get obviously nicked for that. What gets lost is the the humanity and all this thing. So I remember when someone put a flare in the Dixie Dean statue and like what people go, it's a Dixie Dean statue, and I get it, it's like an iconic, if you want to make a statement, you want to be noticed, you want to do something that winds people up cool, but people fail to notice and think about, people lay like reeds at the floor of that, you know what I mean, and, and, and memorials and stuff to, 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 to loved ones. No one would dare do it to the eternal flame at Anfield, so people people forget it, but that's so obvious. But like, it's people's houses, this. You yeah, know, Tom, whose house we are, the Henderson mural on, he wants that on there. You know, we negotiated with him to put Henderson on the side, but then he went and built the wall that has the in St John and Roger Hunt one on next to it because he loves them players and he wants to celebrate them and it's like I get it it's like trying to be funny and or whatever or trying to create some sort of I don't, I don't get it I, I don't get it at all actually I think I think it's terrible I think you shouldn't be doing that in your own city anyway if it was people from our city if it was people from another city you shouldn't be doing it anywhere in the world yeah. you know you just shouldn't be disrespecting people's property like that I mean the one that um Boss Knight have done the Klopp one. You know, people will see that and they'll think that's Klopp and I hate Klopp. And yeah. they'll see Henderson, Liverpool's captain, I hate him. They'll see the scouser in our team for 
the Anfield Raps Trent one and they think I hate him but they're not they're not remembering exactly what you say that they are people's houses the clock well, one the clock literally it's, someone's it's garden in, it's in someone's front garden so yeah. they've had to climb over the fence or throw it from outside the fence I mean that's bad it's a lot easier to attack ours in the Anfield Raps yeah. but ultimately it's the side of someone's house <laughs> but like this I, this is how stupid it is when me and Pi used to play tennis in the streets all the time and we used to get dead annoyed when we were like 15 years old because the person would come out and we'd like stop playing tennis against our wall because it was a terraced house and then it just clicked one day I was like oh that would be really annoying <laughs> bang bang yeah. all the fucking time but yeah. imagine like you're making someone feel unsafe in their house because if he comes if he thinks I can come outside because something's going on, and he's he might be cowering in his house. He's, a, he's an older fella. You don't know who lives in those houses. I mean, I suspect Tom would come out on the bounce if he saw if he if he suspected someone outside. And probably shoot, do them in, you'd be but you're right. Two in this city at this yes. time with all the fucking knife stuff going on, Paul, Absolutely. which is fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and that—that this is the thing, and it gets lost in it sometimes in the tribalism and footy, and ultimately a lot of it's just kids looking for attention. And it's why we've not overly publicised it this time around because it's just you know every young young men in particular always want to try trying to find a way to leave their mark and the world the around them, and you know sometimes go and piss on a tree. Well, no, honestly, go and carve, go and carve the initials of your of the bird you fancy into a tree or whatever. Like, it pisses me off is that like this is where it gets difficult because I'm with you. It's like. They do for attention, but you can't ignore it because if you ignore, you know, like we we have to talk about it. Yeah. But then by talking about it, are we fanning the flames? It's, it's bollocks, really. Like I just don't understand that you can hate Liverpool. You can. You, I don't get that. In fact, I don't get that. I don't hate hating a football team is weird per se. Like in terms of like, I really hate Man United in terms of like a rivalry. I'm not going to go to Old Trafford and start fucking throwing paint around statues and defacing Manchester and people's property. Grow up. Like, don't be fucking idiots. And oh, throwing paint at, at someone's house and all that. It, it, it wasn't even, it's like all over the floor. Yeah. It's like, this is our city. Yeah. It takes, like, takes some pride in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't, and if you don't like them, ignore them. Like, there's more as that good as in the last thing in a million years I think about doing is going and painting over someone's mural. It's nonsense. Well, but like, think it, about what, what like, now these murals aren't, Per se, completely responsible for this, but they're drawing people to the area. They're drawing people to the businesses when the grounds not open. You know, when when the shops aren't open and people are coming down there and they spend the money in our city with blues and reds. Yeah, like it's it's you know, there's not everyone who sells scarves on the outside of Anfield. Shock horror is a Liverpool fan, for example. Yeah. But it's bringing people down and they spend their money. You know what I mean? It's our city. We should keep the money in our city. We should strive for our city to look better, to be a better place, to be a safer place. And this is all feeds into what's going on in this city at this problem at this time. It is a major issue. It's, as you say, it's a lack of respect for, and you know, and sometimes it's because people are myopic and they've got their own. It's their house, their street, and then maybe you might extend it beyond that. But ultimately, if you're living in a, in a house in a street and it's in Liverpool, it's your city, and you have this, and you have it in, in certain areas. We have it, we have it in ours. Obviously, we've gone through all the Olivia Pratt stuff around around by where I live and that, and you know, it's it's people open people's eyes to the importance. So think a bit more. Of, of community but you know I've got a, a negative attitude where it's like someone else will sort that out and you don't think about the ramifications and again I understand being a teenager I was one I was a moron and I never went around spray painting stuff but I can I can understand the mentality because I, rec- I recognise that it, but I would never have done it in that sort of scale 
but it's just something to be reminded of. Again, they're people, they're people like you. At some point in your life, you're going to be a person who lives in a house and maybe you love your football club enough that you'll be, you'd be like, yeah, I, I, I love that. And then you've got to imagine, well, what, what would you do if someone's then, someone? or imagine it was your mum's house or your dad's house or your granddad's house and you and you found out that your granddad or your narrow granddad was terrified to, to come out the front door because of a gang of kids outside who were prone paint up the wall. You would... Be raging. You would be. You would want to. You would want to grab them people, and you would want to absolutely. You know, you'd want to pin them to the floor and scream in the face. So, like a bit of empathy never goes amiss in the in these situations. I mean, ultimately, go and chuck paint at Anfield. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you really asked, do it. You know what I mean? Go spray paint fucking walls of Anfield for your heart's content. That's the club's responsibility. You know what I mean? Again, this is other people's. This is private. It's private land. It's private people. It's other people who've got to who've got to foot the bills and foot the cost to sort out their own their own shit. The pre-Goodison Derby stuff was horrific. This just feels a little bit more just fucking stupid, like a bit of a, a bit of a, a daft afterthought. But all the same, it needs to. It definitely needs to stop. Um, right, just briefly, Arsenal at the weekend. Um, I um, stays adamant that Liverpool are going to lose this game because Arsenal, in his words, are the best team in the country, and Liverpool is shit. No, that's exactly what you said to no, me before. Neither, neither of those things are true. I think I think Man City the best team in the country. Arsenal top of the league. You said I, that you said Arsenal the best well, team in the country. The league, the league doesn't lie. But so it's a lion. What I'm saying. Yeah, because I, I, I think if you push City and Arsenal together, I think City would win. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not confident. I'm, I'm not confident because Liverpool have shown me nothing in the Premier League yeah. to make me think they can beat anyone. Never mind the top of the league away from home. Yeah. We could be playing anyone this weekend. And Beating I'd be a bit Rangers <laughs> in any form, away shape or shape, does not indicate that you've got what you can't replicate that against Arsenal. We've won two league games. Both of them were at home, and one of them was a 97th minute corner kick. Kicked, like there's, there's nothing that people have done. Last night is building blocks, but that, that for me, I'm not, I'm not confident. I hope, again, I hope, I'm hoping wrong. But if like, I do think look, this is a tougher test. Arsenal are a different animal. We've got build-up shows too, so we don't do it too much. But like, it's a different kettle of fish. Liverpool are gonna go there, and it's weird really because a draw is a good result at Arsenal most times. But like, if you get one now, it's like. But yeah, there's that more points dropped. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've they caught themselves. It's in a the old traffic conundrum where we're now in a position where we've left ourselves needing to win games that you don't normally. Yeah, and win. we always and we and we all Jurgen Klopp has owned Arsenal. Like he, we battered them all the time, or we have battered them recently. There's been four nils, five, and there's been absolutely tons of it. Going back to a debut when we when we put four past them, but. I think we're not that Liverpool at the moment, and they're not that Arsenal. So, I think if you, I think for the first time now, they'll be really, really confident. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm apprehensive. I'll, I'll be honest. With I, you. I still think that Arsenal and we're Liverpool at the end of the day, and what that, that means yeah, to but me we, is we, that we, we, are, but we were, we were Arsenal, we were Liverpool, and they were, they were Brighton, and we were, we, they were Fulham, and they were Palace, and they were a fucking there's garbage. There's teams and places United. I think where Liverpool just historically have done quite well over the over the last few years. I mean, the last five games they haven't scored a goal against us, and yeah. we've scored eleven against them in those last five games. So, I, I, I recognise that Arsenal are a very good side. But I also recognise that Liverpool have got the potential to be better than them. Yeah. Um, but it's so big for me. Phil. I still think Liverpool can win that game if they can. not at worst get a draw. I think they can. It's big for that, isn't it? I mean, and again, this is my point. This is this is what I think. I where I agree with you, Steve, is that at the minute we're in danger. So I did um, deluded Gooners YouTube channel. I had a chat with him before the Rangers game, so I was a little bit more downbeat about everything. But I mean, we're in danger of 
I recognise the speech patterns and the way we're talking about things as how we used to talk about Liverpool ten years ago, where it was it was red tinted glasses. It's it's like right glasses are full because why not? But it wasn't founded in anything. It was founded in the great history of Liverpool Football Club, not necessarily how good Liverpool were at that particular particular moment in time. But we're also not that Liverpool. We are still more likely to be the Liverpool from last season than we are to be the Liverpool that's shite albeit this season we haven't quite got up and running but every game represents the opportunity to just to get it there and I can look at the Brighton game and say we should have we should have been able to see that game out because it's a home game against Brighton but they're very much a team that was still incredibly up to speed fluid a unit maybe a bit galvanised by the whole manager situation and all that who knew their game plan inside and out and Liverpool were a team Still coming back from injury, still lacking what's the word rhythm and all that and all that that kind of stuff. I I recognise it. This does sound like I'm reaching for stuff, but at the same time, if you're going to reach, I feel more confident reaching for this manager and this team than yeah. I do for for, for other ones. For me, it's about how how, the, how Arsenal are going to set up, and I think Arsenal rightfully so need to prove that they can dominate a, a top side. You know, and Arsenal go out there and don't sit back do play it's at the Emirates they, they always do anyway but I think they, they have to if they, they want spare, they battered Spurs yeah they did I, I don't know but like they, they need to make sure that they can beat a top side yeah. like not Spurs with the greatest yeah, are, we, are we a top side at the minute yeah, yeah I think we are, yeah. are I think we? when you look yeah. at it when you look at it we're a top side we're, 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 we're feared by pretty much everybody in Europe where, because because we're in bad form doesn't mean we're not a top side yeah, exactly. that's the difference isn't it Um Every player around the league recognises that Liverpool can beat them. Every Even Manchester City players recognise that. We're not doing it consistently enough. And we're not the same side as last year right now, but we've still got the potential to be that. So I think there's a good opportunity here for Liverpool to be able to do something a little bit different, to be able to go a little bit more 17-18 and maybe try and hit them a little bit on the counter-attack with the speeds, with the vertical runs that we were saying before, the balls over the top from the likes of Jordan Henderson and Thiago that worked so well against Rangers. Because I think all those same opportunities are still going to be there against Arsenal. We're absolutely playing 4-3-3 with Fabinho, Hendo, Thiago in this game. I really hope not. I really hope not because... I recognise that maybe the, the the midfield setup doesn't suit Fabinho moving forwards, but I think it really suits Jordan Henderson, and I think I think that was noticeable last night. I think Hendo now I can categorically tell yeah is much better as a deep line midfielder than an ace. That's what I learned from one game last night. Yeah. It does the eight doesn't seem to suit him anymore. The the six really does, and playing alongside Thiago in that six, I thought it worked perfectly. He wants the ball too much at times. You know what I mean? Was supposed to just be in the right positions to get the ball when the when the situation dictates it. I that the the yeah, it's an interesting one because the four three three thing, we do this. We've seen one game of evidence, and let's be honest, we we beat Rangers with two set piece goals. It was encouraging, and I saw loads of positives, and I want to see that again. I want to see if we can do that again against a better team. But there is a horses for courses situation, and the fact that we do have a really good record against Arsenal, and I I don't think Arsenal and City games are necessarily the problem. Although hey, they might they might ultimately be. We might just be done with that. We might it might be too well scouted, and the players might be too far. Until Arsenal right can tell me they can put a full season together, I'm not going to believe that they're one of the best sides. In the and league. I wonder whether Klopp would just go with the mentality of. 
we'll just do we'll do what we largely do against those type of teams. It's the teams that come, I think, to try and engineer a win against you, the ones that are causing us the problems. I think when you're playing two teams up against each other and it's a battle and both teams are trying to win it in their own way. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm happy either way, to be honest, as long as we fucking win. Um Yasser Alte with the super chat says, uh, what do you think about Thiago playing the ten in a four two three one against Arsenal? Why? Well, because you could potentially put like Fabinho and yeah, but what's, why do you want Thiago in there? What, what, what are you going to do from there? Well, I I I I can't answer that because I I, no. I I probably wouldn't put Thiago in the ten. Um, I, I'd want him further away from the goal to play the passes in. I don't I don't want Thiago there. My issue with that this is I think it makes it, it makes sense in 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 a in a in like a. You can look at it and say, okay, well, I could see LTR could be an amazing 10 because he's got great close control, he's got amazing vision, he's got great dribbling abilities. What does he lack that a great number 10 should, should, shouldn't have? It's a bit like when, I think if he was 24... I just want Thiago to see the field. Yeah. And I think that's much easier for the back. Never yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of late to the end of Gerard when it's like just put him in the tenth because you don't want him I'm doing talking all about the bits. same thing with Hendo right now yeah, as well. Yeah. Get him further away, give him a bit more time and I space. Like, I, I, what you're lacking, Thiago, it's not even that for me. It's the it's how good he is at like physically imposing himself on the game. I don't think you want that in the ten. I want Thiago getting the ball just back to goal, which yeah. I got happen a lot in the ten. You mm. want him with the field in front of him to yeah. pick those passes. Um, MB Brown says best is yet to come of these forwards. Yeah, I'd agree on that. And FPL Skills says uh, Arsenal overran Spurs as two man midfield. Would we struggle? Yeah, with two we would. I don't think he'll do it. I think he'll go for it. If he's going to do it, I think it'll be Roberto Firmino as like a, a, a makeshift midfielder, which he we saw him go to at times. He played him as a midfielder in a few times. I don't think you can. I don't think he'll go away with that four because you're right. They they ran Spurs ragged in the middle of the park. Really, I don't think. I think Egan will respect. I don't think this is the same Arsenal. I don't think this is the Arsenal where you just rock up and just go with the fucking Arsenal lads, you know, tickle the bellies and bend them over. It's not that they're a different team. All those lads with the emotional scars of getting battered by Liverpool, a lot of them are no longer there, really. It's a, it's a very youthful team and they're a very front foot team. Martinelli is at good success. He's played well against us and things like that. It's only really kind of Jacka, who you'd say is, is of the old guard. Though. It's, a, it's a very new team and they're, they're on the front foot. And they're very, very confident. Usually, I think when we go to when we play Arsenal, they're they're already half beaten when they get off the bus. I mean, you're saying that we beat them four 0 two 0 two 0 and there was a nil nil draw last. Yeah, that was season, the league. So. The league. Oh no! Two, but, yeah, no, no, listen, it's not that big. It's not that significant a difference. Eleven from last season. I think it is. I think it's a whole mentality shift as well. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it is. Like you, you, this reminds me a little bit of when people didn't get on so good at Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool were yeah. until before we know the. Battling for the title with two I, games yeah, to go. I do, I do Arsenal, I think Arsenal are really, really strong. I think they've got a strong eleven. I'm not quite sure about the squad, and I wonder as as the season goes on and these loads of games in Europe and stuff, it might fade away. But their best eleven will give anybody a game. And I, I, I go back to the was FPL skills rather with the chat. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be comfortable putting Thiago and Henderson up against a three-man Arsenal midfield. I don't think. I think we. I think we will get over. This is where I think five subs is going to come into its own. If this is a thing for us, is that there's nothing wrong with playing in a particular way for sixty minutes and then radically changing it. And again, now that you've done it once, it's it's going to be easier to shift to that. Again, depending on how how the games go, me, or the other way around, you can play forty five minutes, sixty minutes like that, and then switch yeah. it around if you need I, to. I, Fab's going to play. I'd be shocked if Fabinho didn't yeah, play. Yeah, no, I would be, right? There's two different things here that I'd like to go through. One is what I think Jürgen will do, and I think Jürgen will go back to a three-man midfield. I would I would, I would, would much prefer a two-man midfield in this, because I'm okay moving the game. 
Mm-hmm. I'm okay not battling at their fucking strong point. I want to battle at their weak point, which is their defence. Miss it, miss it out. Yeah, yeah, just fucking get back to what we did against Rangers. You know, Arsenal's improved defence certainly is still their weakness in Gabriel, their side. Gabriel Saliba, isn't it? They're, they're really good players, but by comparison to their front three, I think a fa- fucking brilliant, by the way, Jesus Martinelli and Saka, and the way and the way the midfield's been sort of galvanised during this spell, I still think their belly is the is the is the underside where you want to attack. So I would go, let's just move the battle. We don't we don't think we can deal with your press and your midfield at the moment, so we won't. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say that I think Jürgen does go back to four three three. I think Jürgen does play for and I think that Liverpool have been really shit playing 4-3-3 which is why I would roll the dice yeah and as you say it's that thing of it's what you're hoping is you're getting the community shield performance you know because it's a big game and it's that and, it, and it's that and it's just two teams testing themselves head to head against one another so yeah again I agree I, I, I think I, he splits I actually think he splits a difference I think he does four attackers but I think one is Roberto Firmino and I think, I think and it should be, for me that's got a brilliant record against Arsenal as well I think he plays like but Andrew, I, I, I wouldn't would have go... minded seeing Harvey Elliott in Jota's role last night you know and I was really surprised when he when he didn't bring him on in that role because I think that role would suit him really well I, I wouldn't be shocked and again we're going to do a whole build up show on this so we're not going to go any longer than this point but the pull Nunes back to impact sub for this one for me and give him half an hour. Give Jota, him half an hour to run Jota's got, Jota likes playing against Arsenal as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so if you're going to play that up top, put Jota and put Firmino in there and have them just work, work the socks off for the team and then you've got that option to, to completely mix it up if, if you need to. Right, sounds. Um, okay, that's it from the podcast for this week. Uh, we have got more. We're going to be heading into Podcast Extra live immediately after this or available uh, after the fact on podcast form over on redmenplus.com. Uh, it's basically the show where we say all the stuff that we're not allowed to say in public forums. So if you want a completely uncensored, wild version of these two guys alongside yeah, we wouldn't, me. we wouldn't say bottom on the other version. No. Mm-hmm. we would wait maybe we would too but depends what you do it's fine um, yeah head over at redmenplus.com if you're live on YouTube or watching after the fact on YouTube scan the QR code or head to redmenplus.com sign up and if you join the club legends you'll be entered into the competition for the sign Glenn Johnson shirt as well uh, before we leave make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for free get us to half a million and then yeah you can you can get off after that that's fine um, but once we get to half a million it'd be so good though wouldn't it like I mean it, what's amazing is with half a million we could get voted in as the Prime Minister like six times I think <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm really a annoyed. co-prime minister duo. Hashtag, what did you get? Eighty-one thousand votes. Hashtag keep politics out of the no, podcast. No politics on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we are going to be discussing. Did you get votes with eighty-one thousand votes? We're going to be discussing what an absolute moron the prime minister is on podcast extra. Oh, so come yes. and join us for that one, uh, and we'll see us over there. Ta-da much for that I hope you enjoyed it if you want more red men in your ears then consider signing up to redmenplus.com you get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form uh, from £5 a month redmenplus.com you get two free items of merchandise every single season if you sign up as a club legend you get 20% discount codes every single month exclusive discounts from our partners as well as your name and the credits and each and every Red Men Plus show Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.